Welcome to Brain Stuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, Brain Stuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. The words of civil rights activist Fannie Lou Hamer have resounded across generations. I am sick and tired of being sick and tired. They've been co-opted in memes, written on protest signs, and uttered by contemporary activists and organizers. It makes sense that the pithy statement would resonate, since people still deal with frustration over social injustices. Hamer is rightfully celebrated for her oratory skills, and her legacy lives on in part through her speeches and testimonies. But Hamer had a storied life beyond her suffering, and her contributions aren't limited to adages. Hamer was born in 1917, and her and her parents were sharecroppers, or farmers who worked land that someone else owned in exchange for a share of the crop that they produced. She picked cotton and worked as a time and record keeper on a plantation in Mississippi. Sharecropping was a notoriously exploitative practice that was popular in the wake of the Civil War, and Hamer's family lived in poverty. Hamer was conscious of the racial and economic inequality she faced every day and she was drawn to do something about it herself. She claimed that she didn't even know that Black people could register to vote. For the article this episode is based on, HowStuffWorks spoke via email with Dr. Kate Clifford Larson, a historian and author of the forthcoming book, Walk With Me, a biography of Fannie Lou Hamer. She says that this voting registration claim was a myth that Hamer herself spread. Quote, She knew full well that they could or should be able to if it were not for the voter restrictions imposed on Mississippians and the oppressive nature of the ways those restrictions were used specifically to deny blacks the right to vote. She had participated in NAACP membership drives and met with Mississippi civil rights leaders during the 1950s. But it wasn't until 1962 that she and 17 other black people tried to register to vote in Mississippi. In order to register, the volunteers had to pass literacy tests, which were often used to keep Black people from voting. Hamer was not only denied her right to vote, but she was also dismissed from the plantation where she worked because of her attempt to register. It was a pivotal moment. For the rest of her life, Hamer would be knee-deep in politics and activism. Voter suppression tactics, like literacy tests and poll taxes, were rampant and voting rights activists faced violence and terrorism. But Hamer was dedicated to the cause, and she worked as a field organizer with the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, which was a civil rights group that organized voter registration drives in the South. Mississippi had historically low levels of Black voter participation, but Hamer had, quote, Mississippi in her bones, as civil rights activist Bob Moses said in the PBS documentary Freedom Summer. She spoke with Black people in rural counties in Mississippi about registering to vote, and she gained support in places where enthusiasm for voting was low, policies preventing Black people from voting proliferated, and the threat of violence against Black people interested in politics loomed. Hamer was determined to make the state a better place for Black people. Eventually, she became the field secretary for SNCC. And while she was in that role, the organization's voter registration drives added thousands of Black voters to the rolls. In the summer of 1964, hundreds of volunteers converged in Mississippi to increase the number of Black registered voters in that state. Hamer was one of the key organizers of the project, known as Freedom Summer. A small percentage of the total number of Black Mississippians who tried to register to vote were successful. 
but the project did lead to the creation of Freedom School, which were temporary free schools for African Americans meant to help them organize for civil rights. It also raised awareness about the disenfranchisement of Black people in Mississippi and marked a turning point in the civil rights movement. The effort got a lot of media attention, and it was a significant moment in the buildup to the passage of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 and the Voting Rights Act of 1965. In tandem with the Freedom Summer effort, Hamer also co-founded the Mississippi Freedom Democratic Party, or MFDP, in 1964. Mississippi's Democratic Party at the time was all-white, pro-segregation, and had a history of blocking Black voter participation. The MFDP aimed to challenge the legitimacy of the Mississippi Democratic Party and to expand representation to Black people. When MFDP delegates went to the Democratic National Convention in August of that year, they testified in front of the Credentials Committee to demand that they be seated in the convention. Hamer's testimony was powerful. She said, If the Freedom Democratic Party is not seated now, I question America. Is this America, the land of the free and the home of the brave, where we have to sleep with our telephones off of the hooks because our lives be threatened daily, because we want to live as decent human beings in America? Hamer's voice was one of her most prominent features. Her speeches and songs were captivating. Larson said, She challenged audiences to open their minds and see the immediacy of the moment through her gifted interpretations of Bible passages. She spoke from her own experience, thus connecting her to everyday people. Hamer died in 1977, after many more years of activism, political involvement, and community building. Though voter registration and political representation are still issues that organizers are navigating today in the United States— Hamer's words and actions continue to inspire contemporary movements for justice and human rights. Today's episode is based on the article, Fannie Lou Hamer, From Sharecropper to Civil Rights and Voting Rights Icon on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Eves Jeffcoat. To hear more from Eves, check out her podcast, This Day in History Class. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.